Yesterday was Daf Tes Zion, number 16, and today is Daf Yud Zion. And we will do a review of yesterday's Daf and get to today's. We're going to start our review from pretty much the bottom of the page of Daf Tes Vav Amid is the very last line. Starts So, uh, we're learning from and also So, we saw that uh, Rav Chama, a member from Rav Chama Berchanina, he asked, why is it that we connect the, uh, the in the pasuk? It talks about tents next to the Nachal. Nachal is a body of water, it's a stream. And the answer is, is that, uh, is that just like a Nachal is what can elevate a person from to Tahara, so too the, uh, the Ohel, uh, a, the tent of Torah, um, elevates a person from being guilty to being innocent. It can purify you. And uh, that's, uh, that's the connection. Next we saw is on the halacha and the Mishnah of the reading of Mafreya that you don't fulfill your obligation. And um, we also talked about over there, um, if you find that you made a mistake, you're not sure where you are, you go back to the beginning of the parsha. So, we brought down here a story of Amir and Asi were busy uh, helping in the preparation of the wedding of Rebbe Lazar. So Rebbe Lazar says, while you guys are working, I might as well go see what's going on in the base medrash, and I'll share with you what I hear from the base medrash. So sure enough, he goes, and he, um, they're learning uh, exactly these halachas in front of Rabbi Yochanan. And the halacha is, is that if somebody reads and makes a mistake, he's not sure where the mistake is. So if he's in the middle of a chapter, so you should go back to the beginning of that chapter. If he's between chapters, you go back to the beginning of, that, of the second chapter. Meaning is after the se- somewhere in the second, so you go back to the beginning of the second. If you're not sure when you made a mistake within Ksiva, between the two words of Ksiva that are written between Parsha Rishon and Parsha Shnia, now you not you can't figure out which one you're up to. So um, you go back to the first time that it says Ksiva. Okay, so Rabbi Yochanan commented there and he added his own insight and he says that is only true. If you didn't already start saying Leman Yirbi Mechem. But once you start saying Leman Yirbi Mechem, so then you're, um, you can assume that uh, your, your subconscious led you there to start Leman Yirbi, and therefore um, it makes sense that uh, that is the, that's your, was your intent, um, basically, that, that you're already up to there, and you don't uh, consider that, and basically you can continue on, you don't have to go back. And that is basically. Um, uh, that when they heard that, the, what Rebbe Lazar shared with them, he said, um, basically, he said that, uh, that's, uh, wow, if we only would have come for that, it would have been worth it. Okay. Brings us to the uh, next Mishnah. We talked about the workers who can even read Krishna up on a tree or up on a scaffolding if they're working on the build, on a building, which is not true when it comes to tefillah Tefillah does require, and sense more yeshiva das. You have to be um, on the ground. So chasan, we also chasan is is a, a potter from kriyashma for the first night, and if he did not have relations, then it extends even as far as matzah shabbos, meaning for up to four nights. 
Um, the story goes with the Ram Gamil, however, to counter that, that he got married, and the first night he right away read Kriyashma, and they asked him, didn't you teach us that that's not required? So he says, yeah, but I'm not going to not have accept Malchus even for a moment, so uh, I, co- I couldn't not say Kriyashma. So it's an interesting change. Okay, took us to the Gemara. So first thing, as far as the um, um, Umanin, the, the, the workers are reading on the top of the tree. Um, and uh, basically, we said that, uh, that there's different kinds of trees. That when it comes to Tvila, if it's a tree that has uh, sufficient branches that you can feel secure, so then you can actually even say Tvila even on such a tree. Talks about an olive tree and a and a fig tree. They're a little bit more whatever the branches are stronger. Or whatever you feel some, you can feel secure, and therefore it's okay to daven up there. But any other tree, you must go down to daven. Now we did say that that's only when you're on somebody else's dime. So by the time you get down till you're able to daven, that's going to take a long time. That's the halach over there. But if you um, but if you're the Balabayas, so you have the autonomy to do as you please, nobody's, uh, you know, you're not on somebody else's dime, you're on your own dime, so of course, no matter what, you always have to go down and dive in properly, because uh, you're not going to have a proper intent. Then came along Rav, Rav, Rav Mari Bashmuel, and he asked Rav a very interesting contradiction. It says on the one hand that the Umanin can read on top of the tree, on top of the scaffolding, which means that it doesn't need kavana, because otherwise, why would that be acceptable? And yet, we saw that if somebody reads Shema, he must have kavana, and not only that, um, it's a pasuk. It says Shema Yisrael here. It says Haskes to Shema Yisrael, just like over there by Haskes. It means pay attention, means focus, and and so too over here it means focus. So you have to have pay good attention. So he did not have an answer. Rava was quite. So yes, well maybe you heard a pshat. So he says, actually I did. The pshat that I heard is that it's uh, that the, it's only with, that they need to be bottom limelachta, meaning while they're reading Krishna, they can be doing any other activity. They're not pulling off the plucking the olives while reading Krishna. I what about Bishila who says that they can be oisik bimlachta and read Krishna at the same time? So the Gemara says that's not difficult. There's a, there's a their answer that there's a difference between the Perik Rishon and the Perik Sheni. Perik Rishon, we know, it needs higher levels of concentration, and Perik Sheni is more lenient. Okay. Brings us to the next thing. So we saw that uh, workers uh, that were busy doing Malacha by the Balapayas, they read Krishma, the, they also do the Birchas Krishma, the before and the after. They can eat their bread, they do the Bracha before and after, benching. Um, their Shemana Esrei is full 18 brachas. This is uh, the only things that they need to refrain from is uh, leading davening, okay, no chazanos, okay, or something like that. Nisias uh, Kapayim they don't do also because that adds time, and uh, that is the Tanakam's opinion, <coughs> the, or at least the opinion in the first source. Then we saw a price that says that they don't say Shemona Esrei, they say May ain't Shemona Esrei, which means the minute. The miniature Shemona Esrei, which is basically, it starts with, the way Rashi explains, starts with the first three brachas, then there's a central bracha for all the middle brachas, and then the end, end three. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so which is it? So Rav Shesha says, maybe that's the machlokas between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Shua, because Rabbi Gamliel says, person needs to bench all 18 brachas, we'll get to it soon, 
you're supposed to say all 18 blessings for Shmon Esrei. Right? And Rabbi Shur says it's okay if you do Me'en. So if it's Rabbi Shur, so then it's not only workers, it's anyone can do Me'en. It's Kol Adam. So why did he <coughs> specify workers? So it must be going like Gordon Gamliel. And the question is like this. Are they working for wages or are they working for their meal? If they're working for wages, so then they're, then they're really, the guy's like coming out some money to take care of them. So then, then the expectation is that they'll get back to work as quickly as possible. And therefore, they have to do only, they can only do a management, that's right. But if they're doing, or only working for their meal, basically, so uh, basically will work for food. So in that case, so then since he's not really having to pay them, it's just the work that they're doing, he, he gives them some food. That's not really a payment. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, they should have the full Shemun Esrei. And, uh, and my little, little insight is that maybe, maybe they're, if, they're, if they're doing that poor, that they can't <laughs> even afford to get paid, meaning they're working just for their food, maybe they need the full Shemun Esrei to get out of that situation. Good. They'll be good, more successful. Good okay? Very good but, anyway. It's a thought. Okay. But if you're a good balabayat, then... You'd let your workers come down and say their prayer. Yes, that's well, certainly it's within the Balabais. That's an excellent, that is absolutely true. The Balabais, and we'll see, the Balabais certainly can say, please do the full. He can say that, but the worker can't say that. Right, it's not the workers. He can't, in, can't in be work. from That's exactly the point. Yeah. Of course, you can't be, you can't be, you can't be extra stringent when it's coming off somebody else. So that's a general, very healthy principle. Don't take on a stringency that's harming the next person. There's no union. There's no union, that's right. He's from New York. Paul, you're from New York, I see. All right. So then we saw, um, um, and we saw a Bryce that actually really supports this. I'm talking about the workers by the Balabayas. They can read Kriyashma, they do Tvila, they eat their bread, but the, the, the after-blessing, it sounds like, is only a shortened one. They don't do the full benching. Uh, they just uh, they do the Brachu Yishona, and then the second one starts with the Birch Zaharit, ends with Bono Yishlaim, minimizing the Birch Hazamazo. So, and that's only true if they're being paid wages, but if they're doing it for their Suda, and that's all they have, so then they actually are entitled to do a full benching, and even though it's on the Balabais' dime, it's not really so much on the Balabais' dime. Um, or, um, uh, the, or the Balabais uh, is eating with them. That's another exception. Because if he's eating with them, even if you are being paid wages, the expectation is that you'll bench the same way because he's obligated to he do a full benching. <laughs> what? It's a Mazumah. <laughs> right, exactly. So then you Mavarach Tikuna, that's the Allah. Okay, brings us to the next thing, which is talking about the Chasan. And uh, we went through the drasha that we've seen earlier in the Masechta that uh, it says in the Pasuk, B'Shivtcha B'Beisecha, excludes anyone who is Osek B'Mitzvah, and V'lechtach HaDerech even excludes a Chasan as well, who is not actually physically Osek B'Mitzvah, but he is, <laughs> is, is uh, distracted because of the Mitzvah that's, a, that's upon him. And that's the basis for the din. If somebody who is marrying a B'Sula, he's butter from Kriyashma, but Ammana is if he's marrying Ammana, will be Chayim. Now, where do you see that it's talking about Osek the Mitzvah? Because Derech is only Rishos. Now, how do you know Derech is only Rishos and not um, even a Derech of a Mitzvah, that you're on the way to do a Mitzvah? The answer is 
because it says, is your going, meaning going for yourself, for your own needs, and that's the story. So, why, uh, so that's how we know that we're talking about um, not a one of mitzvah. If it's one for a mitzvah, then you'd be potter, because also the mitzvah is potter men a mitzvah. Okay. That's true. Why is it only a b'sula? Amman is also a mitzvah. The answer is, is that the, since you're not actually physically involved in the mitzvah, it's only because your mind is distracted because of the upcoming mitzvah. Well, it's only if your mind is distracted by Amman, since you're not mm-hmm. all worried about it, so therefore it's a, um, there, yeah, there is no hatta. Ah, if it's just a tirda, then maybe we should even be allowed in a case where he has other things that are occupying his mind, like he's suffering a major loss, he's, he has, a, he has a, a ship at sea that's drowning, that he could see that it's drowning, it's going to distract him. So, and we know that the is that no matter what the, the, the thing that's distracting you, you're still chayven all mitzvahs of the Torah. Like a mourner, the only exception for a mourner is the twillin, that he doesn't wear twillin on the day, on the first day. So the Gemara says, that's um, that's because there's a difference between tir to the rishos and tir to the mitzvah. If the reason why you're distracted is for a mitzvah, that's a different story. Then in fact, that would patter you, and that was the case of the konas Zabsula. But if it's a tir to the rishos, like your ship is sinking at sea, okay, you get a grip, get over it, and focus on and able to enable yourself to to say kriyishma. All right, next we talked about other exceptions, really, to the, in the lifestyle of Rabbi Gamliel from what he taught. So on the first night after his wife died, he went and bathed himself. And the Chetamidim said, didn't you teach us that Navel is Asr Lirchot? So he said, I'm different than other people. And that's because I'm an Istinist. And Istinist translates as somebody who's extremely... Uh, fastidious, a very, um, very can't handle dirt. It gets no. very, it gets very uncomfortable, no. um, and uh, it's pa- actually literally painful for him to not take a shower, and that's the difference. And um, another uh, a tra- a, a difference, but for Rabbi Gamliel is that when Tevi, his slave, um, passed away, he accepted consolation for him, which is also exceptional because normally you're not supposed to, and that's what. The student says, didn't you teach us that you're not supposed to do that for a slave? So he says, Tevi's different than most slaves. He was an Evid kosher. Now, what if a chassan wants to read Kriyashma anyway on the first night? Do we let him or don't we let him? So the Tanakhama says, yes, we do. And Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, actually, Lokola rota litol is Hashem hitol. It's um, what we call Mexic Yura, as we'll see in the Gemara. It looks like he's trying to show off. He's trying to say what kind of, oh, he's such a chashva person like Rabbi Gamliel. And it's like being a big shot, and you can't be that if you're not, okay? If you're not, uh, if you're, if you're not on that level. So we'll see, that's actually a very relevant halacha in other areas. Okay, so the first thing in the Gemara is, what's the, Rabbi Gamliel's explanation why it was okay to shower or take a bath the very, that night? The answer is because he felt that Anino Slayla is really only rabbinic in nature. Because the Torah, when it talks about mourning, or the, the Isurim, it mentions specifically ki yomar. Yomar means a bitter day, which is the day of the death itself. But past that, afterwards, that's, um, that's uh, only rabbinic. And since it's only rabbinic, and a person in, in his condition is very uncomfortable, so that's uh, an allowance that makes it different. Then, then that's why he would be allowed to take a shower. The rabbana never made exer in that case. Next thing we talked about is Tevi, 
his slave, and uh, we learned that any slave that a, that a person has, you don't do any of the procedures that you do for a typical mourning. You don't say you don't do the row that they have when they when the mourner walks between the the, the people, and you don't do the birchas avilim. You don't do tanchumi avilim. You don't say I'm not going And the story goes that the shivcha of Rabbi Eliezer passed away, and the students wanted to console him for that, and he saw them coming, he went upstairs. They followed him upstairs, he went into a side room. He went into the side room, he went downstairs, okay, whatever. He kept, he kept running away from them, and finally, they came into the big room, and he said, listen, um, I thought you guys can take a subtle hint. It seems that even the most obvious hint you can't even handle. Um, and uh, basically, didn't I teach you that by Avadim Shvachos you don't do any of the morning procedures. And that's what this case is. So what is the right thing to say? It's the same thing when a person suffers monetary loss. He lets say his ox dies or his donkey dies. Um, those, what you say is, Hamakam yamale lecha God should fill what is lacking. That's all. And that's it. Um, and that's what you say for a slave as well. That Hamakam yamale lecha Next, we saw a brisa that Avon Shvachos, you also don't do hesbedim. You don't give eulogies for them. Rabbi Yossi says, only if he is an avid kosher, then you could. And what you could say is that, like a one line, uh, woe a man who is good, faithful, trusted. He benefited from his hard effort. And that's it. And the Chacham said to that, when they heard that's what the, you say for a slave who's kosher, so he said, then what do you leave for the regular folk? Meaning, uh, that's a very nice thing to say, okay? Sometimes the one-liner is, uh, captures it all, and um, you really, anyway, that was interesting. Moving on to the next thing, we got into a, some interesting agarita. Um We said that the title of Avos is limited to Shlosha, to three, the Avos of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Imos is always only four, it's only Sarifka, Rachel, Valeya, and that's it. Now, this is not because um, we can't call Reuven or Shimon an Av, because maybe we're not from Reuven, maybe, so therefore it may not be accurate, but everybody can say that we're from, every Jew can say that we're from Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. But that's not the reason, because if that was the case, then why are all Imos four? Nobody, we, don't, we may not know if we're from Rachel or from Leah, the four, and, and yet we count all four. So the answer is, is that the, these are special Hashivas that would title the title of Av is limited to those three because it's a special honor. And uh, the same thing with Imos. And if that's true, we don't use that term for other people. Now, the Brisa brought down that when it comes to slaves and servants in your house, we don't call the slaves and servants with the title of Abba by their name, uh, Abba or Ima, because uh, even though that's a title of respect, and that's not appropriate. Rabbi Gamliel Actually, they did do that, and that is because uh, they were ch- very chashov, they were very special. Apparently, Rabbi Gomil merited to have very special slaves. Okay, now, next we saw Rabbi Lazar says, what does it mean in the Apostle, Kena Varecha B'chai B'Shimcha, Esakapik, what does that mean? So he says, that, well, the first part of the Apostle is talking about Kriyashma, and B'Shimcha Esakapik is talking about Tvila, and it's saying that if you or makbid on Kriyashma and Tvila, so then it is uh, going to be, you'll be, get satiated at the end of the Pasuk, and not only that, you'll inherit both worlds, this world and the world to come, and they're basically, the Gemara is pro being careful in Kriyashma and Tvila. Okay. 
Next we talked about is Rebbe Lazar, when he finished davening. We went through a bunch of different rabbis and uh, how they ended off their prayer. Because as we know, it is appropriate, and we do so, we add on a special prayer at the end of Arshman Esrei, um, at uh, the Lokai Nitzor, and that's one of the opinions. And now we're going to go through um, the various prayers that the rabbis had. So the first one was Rebbe Lazar, and when he finished, he would say a prayer that uh, may be your will, that, you're, that in our lot we should, that you should, uh, dwell, we should dwell in our lot, love, uh, brotherhood, peace and friendship. Our, our, our boundaries should grow with students. We should, our ends should su- succeed. Um, um, our hopes, uh, sh- whatever, and uh, something like that. Uh, you should give our portion in Gan Eden. And we should be, uh, we should merit to have good friends, in your world, and we should wake up in the morning and with energy to serve God and fear Him. Okay. And uh, basically, you should, be, you should get pleasure from us. Yeah. The official landing is no, I'm talking about the, the, this is the prayer of Elokai Nitzor, like that spot. Uh-huh. So that section, they had different sections. Right, so that piece, it starts, that's one of the rabbi's opinions, and there's a lot of opinions. We're going to get to that one as well. So, so far we just saw Rebbe Lazar. Next was Rebbe Zera. He said also, Yiratzon, that we shouldn't sin, we shouldn't be embarrassed from our fathers. Short one. Abhia, he had, he had his own prayer that may our, your Torah be our profession, and may we not be sad, and may our eyes not darken. Um, Rav had one which was uh, that which is the one that we would say actually that we do say on Birchas Hachodesh. We should have Chaim Aruchim, Chaim Shal Shalom, Chaim Shal Tovo, Chaim Shal Bracha, etc., etc. And that's the one that uh, that he would say after every Shmona Esrei. The Rebbe, when he finished davening, he said uh, that, you, that Hashem should save us from, from brazenness, from brazen people, from, um, and uh, also from a bad person, bad uh, uh, occasions, um, Yetzir Hara, a bad friend, a bad neighbor, uh-huh. uh, ta- a da- attacking angel, and uh, a rough ju- uh, judgment, and a person against us who's judging us roughly, whether he be Jewish or not. And this is interesting because Rebbe actually had plenty of protection. He was always protected by an entourage for, with uh, Antonina sent him a troop of, uh, of guards to make sure nobody would ever bother him. But that being said, he still was worried about that. So anyway, we'll that's... Say today. What? We'll this today. one we say also every day Before, after Brach is right. Uh, okay, anyway, we'll stop over here and start the...